What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Sober Plug Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Duffy. I uh, hope everybody's having a wonderful day. It is absolutely beautiful today, at least uh, at the time of this recording. And um, today I want to talk a little bit about defining your why. Why is it that you want to get sober? Why is it that you want to get into recovery? Um, and really, you know, this is really important. This is really fundamental. It's just, it's a part of your, it's going to be a part of your foundation moving forward. And the reasons why we want to get sober might change. And they vary as we, um, as we grow in our recovery. But, but the truth of the matter is, is that no matter where you are and, and who you are, what the case may be is your why has to be strong enough to get your foot in the door. Um, Usually it takes a lot of pain in order to get to that place because if everything was going great, no one would want to get sober in the first place. But I think what happens with people is they get this motivation to to make a change because obviously for a lot of us, we know that we have to well before we actually end up getting sober. We know that, um, I'll speak for myself, I knew way before I ever got clean that I needed to get clean. Now, the reason why I didn't was because I really didn't have enough pain and uh, I wanted to kind of continue continue down this path and figure it out along along the way until I found out that there was no way that I can uh, sustain this, you know. But uh, regardless of, of what situation you're in, your why, the reason why you want to get clean is crucial. It's really important. Um, and I think a lot of people lose sight of that along the way. Um, I know for myself that my why in the beginning was I just wanted to try, I wanted to try a different way. I mean, I'm going to be honest, like I, I don't think I had this huge drive to want to stay sober. You know what I mean? I, I didn't think that I was ready to get clean, uh, certainly for, you know, going on seven, eight years now. I definitely did not think that was possible by any means. I didn't even think seven to eight days <laughs> was possible because at one point, uh, I couldn't stay sober for seven to eight hours. So, but I, but I still, I knew that I needed to try something different because my life, I think I was finally, for the first time, I, I finally realized like, there's gotta be more to life than this. You know what I mean? I am absolutely, um, I'm lost. That's the place that I got to was like, I don't know what sobriety is going to look like. And I had a lot of fear with that, but I had even more fear continuing the way that I was going. And that was enough for me. So basically my why was I, I was fearful enough that I was going to end up dying. And, uh, and Hey, why not? I, why not try something different? Because I don't know what the other side looks like. I know what this side looks like. And so that was, that was strong enough for me. And so, um, I, of course, as I got sober, my, the reasons why I wanted to stay clean started to become more apparent. Um, and I, and I grew, but we need something to get our foot in the door and, and it, and it needs to be strong enough to where we want that more than continuing our lifestyle. And so, um, I think in the beginning, I think no matter what, you need to get to a place where it's for yourself. That is that is one of the biggest things. I'm gonna I'm gonna have you guys. I'm gonna focus on three things here. If if you want to 
define your why, if you want to call it that, or, or think about the reasons to get clean. And and remember, I'm not I'm not saying to get clean for a month. I'm not talking about getting clean for a year. I'm just keeping it real simple to your day to day. We don't want to jump too far ahead because you really just want to focus on the day. The, the future it doesn't mean shit. You know, you just want to focus on the present moment. So, but it, it, so. What I want you to think about are a few different things, and we're going to go through that today. Um, I think no matter what, your your why, eventually, it needs to lead back to you. You have to you have to want to get clean for yourself. Now, on the same token, that might not be the reason why you get clean in the beginning. And what I mean by that is, you might be a parent. And your main drive, your main motivation might be, hey, you know, I, I can't continue getting high like this. I have kids. I have responsibilities. I have to be there for them. And that is a really strong why for obvious reasons, right? Like, I mean, what's life without relationships and family and, and things like that? So when we neglect them in, in, while we're getting high or drinking, whatever the case may be for you, that can be a very strong reason to want to change your life. And it works for a lot of people. But what I also do believe, because I've seen it so many times, I've seen it countless amounts of times, um, that that is not strong enough to continue your path on recovery forever. It can get your foot in the door and it can keep you sober for a long time. But I truly believe this is this is what I think that if you don't want it eventually for yourself somewhere along the line, if you don't want it bad enough for yourself, it is almost impossible to sustain that you really have to want a better life for you. And it's kind of like you have to fill your cup so your cup can overflow and fill all the other cups around you you know, and fill everybody else's cup. Because if your cup, if your well is dry, you're not going to be able to survive. It's kind of like the, the, the analogy I really like is if you're on an airplane and you're with people that you love and you're flying somewhere and let's say you guys hit turbulence and the oxygen masks, um, deploy, right? They, they fall down. Whose mask do you put on first? And I think a lot of people, their first reaction is to put on everybody else's. But in reality, if you don't put yours on first, you ain't going to be able to help anybody else. And so that is why I basically, in a nutshell, that's that's why I really think that eventually we can get sober for other people in the beginning, but somewhere down the line, there's going to be times in in life that other people and other things are going to kind of let us down. And there's going to be times in life that things are going to happen unexpectedly. And if you're getting sober for other people, whether it be a relationship, you know, your boyfriend or girlfriend, your husband, your wife, what's going to happen if, if somewhere down the line things don't go well? Or if it's for a job? or a career and you end up losing that job. So this is why this is why it's crucial to really get on your 
you got to get to a point where it's you have to be the most important person in your life. Um, now, the reason why I say this is, like I said before, things are constantly changing in life. And so if you get sober for somebody else and they're no, no longer there in your life, this is what brings out a lot of people. And a lot of people end up relapsing because the things that were most important to them didn't end up working out. It didn't end up playing out the way the way that um, they expected, and that that feeling of loss and that feeling of um, losing something that is basically a part of your own identity can drive you right back to your old attitudes and behaviors. And so, that is why I think uh, it's crucial to to get to a place where it's got to be for you. Um, Something I want you to think about, you know, the second thing for defining your why is what can you get from sobriety or recovery? What what things can you get in your life that aren't possible when you're in your ad- active addiction? It's funny, you know, it's funny before I even get into that. A lot of people think, man, I have to quit. I have to quit doing drugs. I have to quit drinking. And the context is so negative. It sets you up. It sets you up for, uh, it has a negative connotation to it, you know, and, and the context is really misleading because when, when you think of quitting something, you think of giving up, right? You're, you're surrendering something that you're losing and that there's something that you're missing out on. That's kind of, that's pretty much what you're telling your subconscious mind. And it's bullshit to be quite honest with you. It's not that when you get into recovery, you're quitting anything. You're gaining so much. You're gaining way more than anything you're quitting. You know what I mean? And it seems like a slight play of words, but it's very it's very important. It is. Because the, the way that we speak to ourselves is going to end up determining a lot of the results that we end up getting. So if we're like, man, you know, I... I have to quit. I have to give this up. It's like, what are you giving up? <laughs> look at how, what can you gain? Look at, look at all the things that you can gain in your life. So when you're thinking about your why, what are the reasons why you want to get clean and what can you gain out of it? I, I want you to think about what, what type of relationships, uh, what do your relationships look like if you are clean? And if you were a person that was responsible and and a person that had respect from others, like what would the what would the relationships in your life look like? What would your friendships look like? How would people treat you? How would you think about yourself? What would what would be the most important thing is what would your relationship with yourself look like if you cleaned up and started doing things that you needed to do? What kind of car could you get <laughs> if you heard that car in the background? What what would be your ideal car? What, what <laughs> I'm sure you guys heard that in the background. It's like, you know, what type of materialistic things could you get? What would be your ideal uh, hot rod? What type of car could you get? You know, maybe maybe it wouldn't be a, a beater that you're uh, driving around struggling with. You know, <laughs> um, what would your health look like? I'm sure it wouldn't go backwards, right? It couldn't get it probably wouldn't get any worse. But but what would you what would your ideal um 
physique look like? What type of vision do you have for yourself? How, mu- how much do you weigh? What would, your be, what would be your ideal um, physical health? You know? And I tell you what. I mean, it's the last thing we're thinking about when we're getting high and drinking. But when you get clean and you end up going to the gym and you end up putting that work in and, and sculpting your body the way that you want it to be, that is like... I mean, there's nothing like that. Now, of course, it's reverse engineering ourselves because we're used to the instant gratification. And when you start working on your physical health and you and you start working out and exercising, you don't get the instant gratification. Now, you do you do get the runner's high and you do get that high feeling of endorphins and serotonin and all that stuff. And dopamine is released when you're working out. But what I mean by that is you're reverse engineering yourself. You are paying the price first. You're paying the price first by getting in the gym, getting disciplined, and putting in the work because the results come later. It's not an instant gratification thing because it takes time to start to see results with your body. But when you get it, you appreciate it and value it so much because you put that work in. You earn that. And so it's a little bit, whereas when you're getting high and drinking, it's that instant gratification. You want something now, you get the results now, but you pay the price later. And whatever in life is instant gratification, it's not worth it. It doesn't work out because we have to pay the price. Somewhere along the line, you're going to pay the price. So that's always something to keep in mind. It's like, do I want to pay the price now or do I want to pay the price later? When you, when we get high, we drink and we do things like that and we party, we get the instant results, but we pay later. When you put in the hard work, whether it be studying for a test, right? You got to put the work in first and then you get the results later. So that's, that's the difference. But anyway, so, you know, what does your health look like? What type of freedom can you get? <laughs> this is so important, right? The, how fr- the freedom of thought and choice and being able to do what you want to do with your life. When, when we're in our active addiction, you are not, you are not free by any means you're you're totally a slave to the bag and to the bottle and that alone that gift alone when you feel like you have real peace of mind and you have freedom of choice to live your life how you want to live that is the ultimate gift there is nothing bigger and better than that i promise because the world opens up to you in recovery life is what we're going to make it in recovery you know what i'm saying now I'm not saying that it's all it's all pink clouds and and roses and everything is tremendous all the time because of course it's not. That's not what life is. And a part of the problem is that we never dealt with life. And so we solved our problems by getting high and this is why we're in this position now. Of course, there's always going to be ups and downs in life and it's supposed to be. You, you know, the downs are there to make us grow. You are going to learn way more from hitting rock bottom than when you than when you're going to learn way more from rock bottom than you ever will from the peak of your achievements when you're at rock bottom there is a lesson to learn always and those are the things that make us grow in life now when we accomplish things and we and we feel good about ourselves that's tremendous right i mean that that's we're supposed to have pleasure and and joy in life but but those aren't our learning experiences 
<laughs> that's like the dopamine hit where it's like, all right, like, I, you know, I achieved something. I feel good about myself. But at the same time, that isn't where we grow. That's the feeling that we get when we earn something, you know. So another thing, you know, again, with, with defining what recovery can look like for you, what do your finances look like? How much money can you save? Can you think about how much money you can have with retirement? If you put some effort into investing and, and you know, putting the time into being financially free. I mean, listen, life is not just about money. Money is just a tool. And, you know, some people are more driven by money than others. But listen, there is nothing wrong with wanting to be financially free and, and having a and being able to help out family and friends with finances. Listen, like I said, money money is a tool and it gives you the option um, of choice. When you're broke and you don't have money, you don't have choice. And that's exactly the case when when we aren't sober. You know, so there's absolutely nothing wrong with wanting um, finances and, and wanting to do well for yourself and setting things up for your family and, and getting toys, right? And being able, to, being able to enjoy the fruits of your labor. It's going to take work, but what do your finances look like if you were to get clean? What's your lifestyle like? What's your perspective like? What's your attitude like? How do you behave? How are you respect? Do you have, you know, are you a man or a woman that has, uh, that's worth the dignity and respect? I mean, ideally that would be the case, right? We, we get sober to change. We got to change our attitudes and behaviors and there's no other way around it. So, um, how do people look at you? Not that you want to care so much about how you're looked at, but listen, I didn't get sober to be like looked at as, a low life, right? Or I, w- I want to be a person that is respected and, and has something c- to contribute to the world and, and be able to rest my head on the on the pillow at night and feel good about what I did throughout my day. So these are some things I really want you to think about. What type of career? What type of career do you want for yourself? What type of job do you have? Are you an entrepreneur? Do you want to start your own little business? What type of job do you want to go after? And if you don't know these things, that's okay, right? Because I certainly didn't know it when I first got clean uh, by any means. I mean, I had no idea. But I also didn't know that these things were possible. And I'm letting you know that all of these things are possible. Um, And it's really nice to think about and let your imagination kind of run a little bit and get excited about the future. Because I'm telling you right now, if you're going to settle for a boring life in recovery, I I feel bad. I really do. I feel bad for people that are in recovery and got clean and end up being miserable. That is not what recovery is about. Not to me. Not to me. And I, and I don't accept that when I'm working with clients. I won't work with, <laughs> I won't work with people who don't want to to really strive towards a worthwhile living. That's what life is about. And that's what recovery is. It's about making your life worthwhile and making your life exciting for you and for the people around you. I mean, that's what it's about. So I'm not a person that 
is interested in settling. I'm not a person that is interested in making excuses to lower the bar. You want to you want to aim you want to aim very high. Because we get what we aim at. It's just the truth. We hit our targets. Whatever our standards are in life, we end up hitting it. Think about it. Just to put it really simple for you. How many times did you not have a clue how you were going to get hired drink that day or get money or whatever the case was, but you had a determination to get it because I know we've all been there. If you've been addicted to drugs and alcohol, you 100% have been in a situation uh, probably hundreds of times, thousands of times where you had no idea how you were going to get your, get your fix, get your money, but you figured it out. Somewhere along the way, whether you, and trust me, I mean, we do a lot of things that we're not proud of, but why is that? Why is it that we always find a way, almost almost always, with the amount of money that we spend on our habits and our addictions, how do we end up doing that? It is one simple answer. It's because it's our standard. It is a must. There is no doubt about it that it, you get what you focus on. And if you're constantly focused on getting high and, and um, chasing the dollar so you can support your habit, you're going to get creative and you're going to find your ways. I know I did every single time. Very rarely did I ever not meet my quota, if you want to call it that. And so what can you learn from that? This is all. This is the truth in all aspects of life. Well, you think. Well, you think you could just find. You can figure it out to get high, but you can't figure it out in life. No, it's bullshit. You gotta expand your mind. We can get whatever it is that we focus on in life. If we put down one thing, if you put down one thing, right, we can have everything. But if we are obsessed and we focus on our addiction and we cave into drinking and, and all that, there's nothing that we can really have in life. So you can either have everything or you can have one thing. But at the end of the day, it comes down to standards. And the third thing I want you to think about is what will your life look like if you don't stop? This can be as strong as the things that we can gain. Right, The things that we can gain from recovery, that can excite us and that can be a huge motivator. But another thing that can motivate us too is what's your life going to look like if you don't stop? What's the end result? And I can tell you one thing, pretty much the end result comes down to, comes down to three things. So this is where people end up is, is in um, jails, institutions, and death. That is usually the... That is usually the three scenarios where people end up. So that's something I want you to think about is uh, what are the what are the things that are going to happen in your life if you don't stop? I know for myself, isolation was pretty much a guaranteed and it was a guarantee for me. Uh, I was so isolated and alone towards the end that... Uh, I mean, it blew me away. I was thinking that it's it's one of the things that really drove me to my bottom was I was so lonely. <laughs> I mean, it was it was unbelievable. I felt like 
I was only I was only about a half hour from where I grew up, and I felt like I was on my own island. Yeah, and it was a it was a slum city. I mean, it was a it was a really crappy place to live. But that was the isolation, the silence, and and being by myself. I mean, it was just like it really played a huge part because nobody was enabling my uh, my poor behavior anymore. You know. Um. Another thing is jails, right? Now you might have already been to jail. You might have you you might have had close encounters, right? But are you gonna have your freedom if you if you don't get clean? How many times have you gotten close to being in jail? And like I said, maybe you already have. But um, prison time was a huge huge motivator for me uh, and avoiding that. You know, it was probably the closest time I, I got scared straight. Now, I don't think you can really get scared straight. I, I think a lot of people can't get scared straight, but I will tell you what. Um, the idea of going away to prison for five years scared the shit out of me. <laughs> it was a really sobering thought. It really was. Because I knew that uh, I had I had big boy trouble coming my way, and I was 19 years old, and and this wasn't a game anymore. That this is where my life had brought me. So put yourself in that spot. What's your life going to look like if you end up serving prison time and and getting your freedom stripped from you? I mean, that's a that's a it's, it's a daunting <laughs> it's a daunting thing to think about. It really is. Uh, the third thing, right, that I talked about was rehabs. In, you know, institutions. It, it's how many rehabs have you been to? Have you been to rehab before? Do you want this to be the cycle of your life? Do you want to continuously be in this place where um, you're constantly in and out of treatment centers, trying to get clean, promising people that you're going to get better, going to detoxes, going through withdrawals, in and out, over and over and over again. And a lot of people go through these cycles, man, where it's just, um, they end up in numerous, uh, treatment centers and detoxes and it's exhausting. It's just no way to live, man. And, um, it's just not sustainable and eventually leads to death. I mean, this is just basically where, where all severe addictions lead to alcoholism. Um, it's just par for the course. Your body cannot sustain wanting more and more and more all the time of something that is toxic to us. And so, um, and, and what would happen with the people in your life, right? Think about the people in your life. What would they think about it if, if these things came true for you? In and out of rehabs. In and out of different institutions. Going to jail. Going to prison. Having, um, having a, a a big rap sheet, right? And I know <laughs> I got a pretty healthy rap sheet myself. Luckily enough for me, this was a big motivator for me to start my own business. And and um, you know, but but seriously, a lot of people cannot afford to have a big record, right? I mean, this is something you got to think about. How is this going to impact your your um, 
how is this going to impact the people in your life if you don't get clean? And um, uh, another thing is like, do you really want to live your life with not living up to your potential? Uh, there's something that I heard from David Goggins, and he's awesome. I highly recommend you guys look him, look up his content if you can. Uh, like I said, his name is David Goggins, and he always said something that was really he said something that was really interesting to me, and this really connected with me. And uh, he's not in recovery or anything like that, but he's just a beast. He, he was a Navy SEAL. His story is unbelievable, and he and he said something to the tune of, "When I when I die." He said, I want to be able to, let's say that there's a heaven, and you might not believe in heaven or God or whatever the case may be, and that's fine, but just play, play with the idea here. He said that if there, if there is a God, I want to be able to look and meet my, you know, meet my maker, and I don't want him to be able to tell me of what my life was supposed to look like of how much potential I had and what and the things that I was supposed to accomplish in my life, right? I wanted to be able to go to my creator and him be impressed by the amount of shit that I did, you know? And that's a really cool way of looking at it. How much potential are you leaving on the on the table right now? Everybody has unique qualities and special gifts and everybody has the potential to really form an awesome life and you might not believe that for yourself right now and that's okay because i'm telling you that that is the case i've seen it in my own life and i've seen it in countless amounts of people that get clean and just the world opens up to you and you really get to you really get to see what you're made of and and how much potential you have and the things that you can accomplish, it's just, it's unbelievable. And a huge part of it is because your karma starts to change, right? You start to change as a person. You start to network and make connections with people. You literally, you you are becoming a new person. And it's not even so much that you're discovering who you who you're meant to be. It's really that, it's more so that you get to create who you want to be. And, uh, and it wouldn't be possible if i didn't get clean we can become whoever it is that we want right what type of social life do you want for yourself what type of finances what's your career look like what do your relationships look like what does your what does your future wife or your future husband look like right i mean everything starts with an idea and a thought and a vision right like you can't hit a target that you can't visually see everything needs to be thought of first before it's manifested. Look at it this way. When a building gets built, you know, the skyscrapers, you think they just started you think they just started putting shit in the ground and just kind of like winging it? No, of course not. Everything was carefully planned and organized and structured and thought of and made into into blueprints. And Basically, it, it was created. It was created from thought, which was then put down on paper, which was the blueprints, right, of a building. And, and everything that is made in life is, is started with an idea. And it's no different for your life. So get to thinking. What do you want your life to look like? 
How do you want to live? Write it down on paper. What what do these different areas of your life look like in the in if you were to get clean? And that's going to be your your blueprint, right? That's going to be your Now you might modify it. You might uh, change, right? We're all we're always changing as as we as times change, we change. But that's going to be your blueprint in the beginning and you figure it out as you go. Um so this is something I want you guys to think about and and what type of life do you want? It's that simple. And then we move on from there. So I hope everybody has a great day and uh, and I will see you on the next one.